Hulk Recorded live. Um, so, what I'm just doing is throwing out these, uh, because to a lot of folks, this is all new information. And what I want folks to understand is this is very old information, and this is the foundation upon which you hold a trial <laughs> to find, you know, these crimes against humanity. Um, so, in other words, instead of going the, the cannabis direction, you know, as an alternative resource trees, um, obviously they went to the petroleum direction. We know where that's going. Well, as, as I was thinking about the people's court that we discussed last week, I started looking through how uh, we get the idea out to people of why they would want to be involved. So, you know, I went through a lot of things that I read a long time ago. Um, the Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. Most of us read that and oh, yeah, right, he's right on. That's how things change. And then we put it on bookshelf and we never looked at it again. So, being one of those, I grabbed it. And uh, it talks about three characteristics of change that I think this trial could do. The first one is ideas have to be contagious. So, in order to be contagious, we have to expose people. It will give us the opportunity to expose. And then the second one is that little causes can have big effects. If we can catch people's attention, if they can hear what these corporations in our government have been guilty of, big changes could start occurring. And then the third is that change does not happen gradually. That was the whole thing of the tipping point, and it's turning point, too. Once you're to that point, it falls over. Right. All new ideas are exposed. People jump on that bandwagon. They move ahead. That's what we are looking for. So our first step, it appears, is that we have to expose people to this idea, and I'm glad we're doing it this way, and I'm glad we're doing it incrementally. You know, first we think, oh, we'll do it in uh, Lake County, and everybody will look out here. And then we go, no, not so many people are probably going to look at us here. But if we were in proximity to something that already has power and information like the UN, and we invited people and we did, you know, information exchanges in front of that building and asked people to come to us, to find out what's been done. We might get huge crowds and world recognition of the fact that we are not going to be victims of these corporations and the implicit uh, acts that they commit on behalf of our government. Yes, right. Yeah, we're not going to be. And then to to further uh, maybe uh, uh, get that out there, uh, remember – the station was uh, involved with the homeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, marvelous. You know, it seems to me we might be able to organize some community radio stations like this one and others mm-hmm. to do live broadcasts yes. of this trial, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, because frankly, uh, You know, we've got to figure out ways to force uh, the alternative media, at least, mm-hmm. to, 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 to get off of this bandwagon that's bringing in 
you know, corporate control mm-hmm. of something that can actually help us be free. Right. Um, and so when I say alternative media, I mean media like Amy Goodman. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, when it comes to the issue of outlawing plants, Amy Goodman is singing the same song as CBS News and ABC mm-hmm. and Fox and all the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And it's all being fed straight down from Drug Policy Alliance, normal National Organization for Marijuana Laws, MPP, Marijuana Policy Project. Mm-hmm. But it's the head of that uh, beast mm-hmm. is the Drug Policy Alliance. Um, and they're the ones that kind of guide all the media. And so right now, there, there's everybody's, all your media is saying the same thing. It's not interesting. Where, um, you know, in some cases, you could listen to, let's say, alternative media like Amy Goodman mm-hmm. on some issue and hear quite a different take than what you would hear on ABC News or NBC, et cetera. But on this issue, you'll hear the exact same drumbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we need to do something big yes. in order to, you know, ring that bell in Amy Goodman's studio, and so et cetera. Get not only the exposure there, we want to expose her. We want those little changes, like where she starts talking about something a little bit differently. Well, when they yeah, come to one little change, will start. Yeah, yeah. Because right now, show you know, uh, places like uh, uh, you know, democracy uh, now will <laughs> basically, if they have anything to say about this issue about lowering funds, it's only well, they call Ethan Nadelman at Drug Policy Alliance. Right. That's who they call, and they say, here, let's interview you. Here's a guy who knows about this. We need to change that. And who their go-to guy is for one. Yeah. <laughs> it, it used to be normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even some media still does go to normal, right. but for the most part now they go to the policy line, right. and both of those need to be changed. Um, in fact, you would go to those sources if you wanted to to get the corporate spin. Mm-hmm. That's exactly but what you're getting. Instead of going to the Monsanto or you know whatever in the biotech industry or the federal government, you would go to DPA and normal and get the exact same spin. Okay, so we need to change that, and you know, in whatever ways possible. Um, you know, the, you'd think with the internet, it'd be a lot easier to to switch, you know, riders on that horse, but it isn't. It isn't. And so, uh, just like in the old days, you know, in the new days, whatever, we've got to do stuff. Right. We we have to approach it like there's a current epidemic going on. And we're not going to cure that epidemic. We just want to end it and start new information out there. Yeah. It's not a healthy situation right now. We're not getting both sides. Of the same thing. Start a virus of yes. knowledge. Yes. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Because, you know, and, and, you know, and I don't know if, if uh, New York's the place to do it, but I think it would be better than Frisco because if you did it in Frisco, you automatically have a stigma. Plus, you have to call it San Francisco because some of some of us are natives. Oh gosh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I I I first went there too. I thought you know San Francisco because it's convenient yeah. <laughs> for one thing, it's close. But no, I think it has to be East Coast. Yeah. It has to be mainstream. It has to be a location that already has. Um, 
power to catch the attention of the entire world. Yes. And as we've already both decided, um, probably Lake County is not that. So we're looking at where we would really go. The only other place that I thought of was Chicago. Yeah. And
before that was hijacked, before this this sincere fight for freedom and human rights was hijacked, uh, you had the first uh, legislation in the country passed here in California called 215, um, the Compassionate Use Act, I believe they called it. And if you read that, that's before biotech got involved. And so if you read that, it's real plain and simple. It's a human rights statement. And it has nothing to do with money. And it has to do with a person growing their own cannabis for their own medicine or caretaking for another person. Um, then the uh, biotech industry came in and basically took over the scene. And at that point, every piece of legislation that you can find in the country, including SB 420 that they passed here in California, which is the legislation you know, that allows for and it has created all these county ordinances, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Before we just had one state law, it was 215. Um, so if you look at all the legislation that's come after 215, after this thing was hijacked, you'll see it's all about regulating money, you know, dispensaries, reasonable compensation, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so what that does is it literally sets the table for the biotech industry, uh, for people who want to control resources. And, you know, honestly, this smoking cannabis thing, it's just a tiny little finger in hell. It's hard to even yeah. count. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... It can't just be attention. It's yeah. not. Well, that's where those, mm-hmm. those uh, you know, corporations... And normal, even before that that hijack, normal, you know, normal for years, if you look into it, it's obvious. They were working for cartels and, and criminal defense attorneys. Right. And their, their whole purpose was to keep cannabis illegal. In other words, if you were trying to legalize something, your whole scene would look different, completely different. It wouldn't, um, uh, uh, but anyway, so... But normal got kind of uh, uh, strong arms into, you know, uh, that defensive. Yeah, you're you're either now you're either working for cartels or criminal defense attorneys, or you're working for the biotech industry, and the biotech industry is taking over. So you better get in line. So the ideal that we would like to see in place is well, and then and that's it. All these other pieces of legislation are about regulating, mm-hmm. regulating. To the kilt in control in, in a way that would limit your ability to provide for yourself, mm-hmm. every single one. Okay, that's how you know the difference between uh, a fight for human rights. I mean, folks, I, I heard you know, I watched this thing on the Clear Lake deal a while back. Uh, the city council there trying right. to pass their ordinance, and a guy got up. Supporting, you know, the ban on cannabis growing, and said, uh, "Well, that you know, growing cannabis in the yard, that would be like me, you know, having four cows." <laughs> yeah. You know, this this comparison drives me <laughs> nuts. Okay, you know, uh, plants don't defecate and urinate. <laughs> no. just, just, and they don't make much noise either. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's 
there is no comparison between, you know, uh, uh, having animals in yeah. your yard to having plants. There just isn't. And it's a lame comparison. And anybody who falls for that just isn't thinking it through. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, you know, so I, I, I just... I just can't even stomach this notion that that you're because you want to grow a garden in your yard, you're being compared to you know corporations or whatever it is that that make all these health you know problems. They you know you cannot show any health risk to anybody growing cannabis in your yard. It just isn't there. And okay, maybe you've got someone who's possibly allergic to the smell, um, and if that's true, prove it. Mm-hmm. And if you can prove that with a doctor's note, you know, then we could have some negotiation or some, you know. Uh, some mediation, mediation. Be right. Done to right, right, right. make the neighbor comfortable. Because there actually is a health risk. But, you know, like I'm allergic to acacia trees, and I know that they only bloom for a brief period of time, so I don't ask my neighbors to cut them down. Right. You know, I take my medication and wait until they stop putting on those glorious blooms. Yeah. You know? So there are other ways of dealing with an inconvenience, a small inconvenience. The whole notion is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, the whole notion, yeah. I hear folks saying, oh, you have to think about everybody's right. Really? Is that what you thought about all these last 70 years when you were discriminating against people who wanted to use the cannabis plant? You were thinking about everybody's right? And now we're supposed to think about your rights first because you don't like the smell of something? I'm sorry. That's not how it works. No, this is discrimination. This is crimes against humanity. And we're not going to fall these ridiculous diversionary excuses by these people who just simply hate. And, you know, and if, if they were sincere in wanting the crime to go away and all these things that they don't like about it, then they would absolutely grow it everywhere. Right, and go to the core of why these crimes exist. The more of it that grows, the further the price goes down, and when that price hits rock bottom, this crime goes away. Mm-hmm. Caller, are you there? Yes, I agree with what you just said there and most of everything else. And I do want to say I want to call to action our Community leaders are wide stages of the ages, including Wavy Gravy of Berkeley and also of uh, up there, Camp Winter Rainbow, and also uh, Stuart Brand of the Whole Earth Catalog. I hope he's still around, and many, many more. I can't think of right now. Oh, Dr. Larry Brilliant. I believe he's in charge of some Google money, but I'm not sure if it's Google money that can be uh, given or uh, charitably given to various organizations or individuals, and it might be connected to TED, capital T-E-D. And this just isn't getting out on the radio very often. There are discussions on the radio, and there are new age corporations that are getting uh, help to the people, we the people through cooperative communities, cooperative businesses, and I believe uh, Habitat for Humanity could expand into this type of thing as well. And I just don't see it happening here, really. I mean, 
so far. I mean, I believe a call to action, and uh, also there was a magazine that is still around, Common Ground, Common Ground, would uh, bring together all the uh, various things going on, spiritually and psychologically, and uh, New Age businesses, and we we have to seem to get organized. We have to get organized. Yeah. And one thing we can and I can do is crochet. I make little belts and things. Not much, but I mean, uh, find ways to to work collectively with this. Yeah, and really appreciate your call, Paul, and because I think it's it's on point that mm-hmm. we. Well, we have the cross-connect issue. Everything. That isn't, you know, everything is relative. Everything is related. Energy, food, right. all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I heard a guy, uh, yeah, thanks for your call, Paul. Thanks a lot. I heard a guy uh, uh, being interviewed on NPR uh, the other day, and he was sort of the uh, environmental face of, Coal industry. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, you know, he he was fighting uh, supposedly to um, to to make help create a transition so that coal workers don't lose their jobs uh, in in a switch of resource oh, okay. use, right? Okay. And uh, so he was pushing hard, you know, and he was working, you know, his, this thing is funded by the Right, and he was working hard to uh, say that we ought to start growing hemp. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just, I was sitting there listening. Wow. Like, all of a sudden, he popped up with this: we need to start growing hemp, right? Uh, to help with these folks in in jobs. Yeah, so that yeah. they don't become unemployed right. and families devastated and properties right. lost. Now, yeah, but on the other end of that, mm-hmm. we're talking. He's about talking hemp. about corporate hemp, hemp. <laughs> and. What he's also so, so in other words, when they say we should start growing hemp, what he means is a plant that is guaranteed to have below a certain amount of THC or psychoactive content. Mm-hmm. The only way you get there to standardize that to make sure it's that is genetically engineering yeah. it. Um, and so, just like the National Grain supports, you know. Hemp growing if it can be genetically engineered. Oh, yeah. Uh, if we've seen what the coal companies have done to the hills of West Virginia, I'm not sure I want them to be GMO or even natural plants being the people who market them. Yeah. Uh, either way, they have, do not have people's best interests at heart. We know that. Anybody who lives in that country can tell you that. I mean, I visited once and there were hills. I visited the next time and they'd been cut off. Right. Just gone. That's right. And that's the corporation we're talking about that would like to be in the position of controlling them. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's it's just so desperately important to be having a different conversation than what I heard that guy talking about on NPR. In other words, you know, if if your first concern is going to be about tax revenue, right, mm-hmm. or uh, resource, you know, alternative resources, 
or any of these things, if your first concern is about any of those things, um, you're inviting the biotech industry to take over this thing. Um, it's like the cart before the horse. Right. In other words, your first, your very first concern is, what do you mean I can't grow a plant in my yard mm-hmm. and use it to take care of myself? What? What country is this again? Because um, that sounds like a, you know, not the USA. Um, so, you know, that has to be our first concern. That has to be what a trial is about, the fact-finding. The fact-finding. And, and then again, who's going to be on trial making, making our list? Obviously, they're not going to show up, so they right. try to abstain it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we still want to have a good, solid list. Right. And why we are looking at those, you know, because I was looking, of course, at energy companies again. You know, yeah. um, yes, energy companies um, need to be held responsible. That includes the Koch brothers and their industries. We talked about Monsanto. Um, I'm also very interested in some of the misinformation that gets out from some of the, the giant corporations, that, uh, our communication corporations. I'm holding one in my hand right now. Um, when I was looking at things a, a couple of months ago on uh, actually food risk and people at risk for hunger, I came across this article that talked about how the average American family spends $2,000 a year on food that they never eat. And then it went into food waste and environmental hazards and the tonnage. And then it started hitting on methane gas and that it's 21 times more powerful than carbon dioxide. And then talking again about back to food insecurity, well, they made a loop that throughout all this information that had nothing to do with hunger, but wanted to plant some seeds that we would be concerned about uh, methane gas and uh, things like when we're dealing with natural waste and composting and, in fact, you know, like those dangerous cows that are creating the problem throughout the world. You know, um, misinformation, I want them tried for misinformation. For people who are trying to plant seeds of, you know, insecurity in people, make them fearful, make them stand up to the wrong cause because they embrace all of this. This is garbage right here. I have three pages of garbage right here. Pretty ink, but garbage. You see, now you're getting to where, uh, you know, I see, for me, I, I would more want to see... Uh, the organizations that have been co-opted that supposedly represent dissent mm-hmm. only are diverting people into the you know these directions that like health corporations mm-hmm. like this you know like DPA normal and MPP I want to see them on trial I want to see the heads of I want to see Ethan Nadelman on trial okay. okay because the reason is if you were legitimate. If those, if this movement, if any of this was legit, and you can see on its face, all you got to do is look at the legislation. There's a difference between control and regulate, you know, fascist type regulation, right. and, and human rights, freedom, mm-hmm. um, and and observing everyone's rights, which is what we're talking about, yes. right? Okay, so if you were, if you were folks that were working hard to divert, 
frighten people into this other direction. To me, you know, you're the one who should be on trial. Yes. Because, and, you know, because I just don't, uh, to me, I don't blame the corporations as much as I blame these organizations, right, or presidents. Well, um, each individual that is involved with those is responsible. That's right. From their boards of directors to their CEOs to however they set up as a nonprofit or as government. For instance, this that I just mentioned, this came off the NFresh site, which is a state of California site. Our own state gave us this. Yeah, and spent money developing it and putting it out there and making sure it stays up so that people are misinformed. Yeah. You know, so they're fearful. I'm with you. Yes, let's find those people. We start making our list. And, of course, we're willing to take names on the air that we can add to our list, folks. And and if you want to call, it is 263. I'm making sure I'm getting the right one. 3435. And uh, we'd like to hear what you have to say. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, you can nationally and you can whittle that down to locally okay so how many times have you heard somebody on the board of supervisors yes. mm-hmm. uh, say you know we think it should be legal but we can't do anything because of the federal government's policy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that person needs to be on trial Absolutely. whoever said that needs to be on trial um, because what they've done is they've just basically shirked all their responsibility mm-hmm. and they're helping to keep you in that that change of, you know, nonsense. Mm-hmm. They are. Um, you know, it, it, we are the people. Lake County, the people of Lake County, is a legal body of people. Mm-hmm. And in the in this in this country, people are supposed to have human rights. Right. It is not dependent on what the federal government tells you your rights are. We are the people. Of Lake County, we are the people of California. In fact, you're born with your rights before the federal government even existed. So, how in the world could you deny yourself human rights because some federal law says something? That's not how it works in this country. If you let it work like that, then we'll have just what we have. Right. Right. If the person who borrowed my phone would bring it back, I would appreciate it because I use it as my computer on this show. So, um, you know, I was looking at the energy companies because some of the information, again, is there to keep us from looking at alternative sources of energy, including hemp and things we could do. Um, I want some of the big boys on that list, and I want, yeah. you know, some of the locals. Um, I want Obama on that list. Uh, yeah. Well, I remember uh, uh, when Obama walked out one day, I'll have to try to find this on the Google. And someone asked him, you know, what about legalizing cannabis? Would that help the economy? <laughs> and he just busted out in laughter oh. like it was a big joke. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, that that right there is enough to get him on the list for me. Um, and, okay, and we have a call apparently. Caller, are you there? Yes, I this is going to work. You may be frustrated that you can't get after those criminals, but remember that the lords of karma are keeping track, and they will learn eventually. Oh, well, no, Willa, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not going after no. the criminals. What I'm talking about 
is bringing truth into the day. I'm not sure. Truth is going to I don't care. I don't care about holding anybody accountable, frankly. That doesn't mean anything to me. What I care about is it telling the story, getting the story out there so that we don't get fooled again. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think we will be. It is. We are being. We are being. Well, we may not be, but we have generations behind us that need the right information oh, yeah. to make excellent oh, decisions. Yeah, well, in this county, we have an opportunity to keep putting it out there because we are not Los Angeles or San Francisco, and we're not under the spotlight. And that is why we can do things like Time Bank and build alternatives to the dying empire here. Let let me ask you this, Will, because I'm curious to know uh, people's take on this. How do you feel about the cannabis law in Colorado and Washington State? I'm not acquainted with the laws in Washington or Colorado. I live here, and I'm glad I don't live in Italy because with cannabis, I am a useful citizen. Without, I'm a grumpy, bedridden grouch. Right. But the point is, is that you hear people all the time saying, you know, how great it is that we have these new laws in Colorado and Washington State you know, and, how, and how that's progress in their eyes. And, it, see, that is the proof that we're being fooled again. Um, and I, you know, uh, yeah, well, I don't know. It's a thing, too, but, you know, I don't understand why you're trying that a problem. Wait, say that again? It's okay in Oakland. What's okay? Uh, anybody, any adult who is cannabis well, that's not really the question. I'm talking about people growing cannabis for their own use to take care of themselves. Yeah. Which is something that is not happening, basically, with these, all these new legislation, legislative efforts, like in Colorado and Washington State, um, and even in Oakland. Yeah, well, it's pretty hard in, if you live in a city like Oakland. Right. But you still might have a backyard or a patio or whatever. And uh, the the point is is that it's about human freedom, and we're being fooled into thinking that corporate control and regulation equals human freedom and security, and that's a big problem. Oh, how do you deal with corporate control? It, how is it corporate control? You mean you mean when the government says they have the authority to outlaw plants, and the government idea of national security is corporate security, that doesn't, re- that doesn't equal corporate control? Well, dying empires always go that way. They always become plutocratic oligarchies. I, I, you know, I'm not sure that we're understanding each other here. No. Um, Probably not. Yeah, it sounds like there's a disconnect here. Yeah. I, I would just say it doesn't matter whether the empire is dying or not. If we don't step up and guide a new direction, uh, then the carpetbaggers will will pick up the pieces out of that dying empire. So, um, oh yeah, I figure that's what we're doing on this whole radio station and in this county. Uh, you know. Some of us are trying, but there's a whole bunch of us that are, I, I think, unknowingly uh, standing against that effort. True. But some people learn slowly. That, yeah. that is absolutely true. Which is why we need to keep 
banging at the door. Yeah. <laughs> Take those drums, my friend. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you all. Yeah. Did we have another caller in? Yeah, we do. We do. Caller in there. I believe it's true. Yeah. The man with the phone. Bring that phone back. Much like Scott, I went out to check the lake and I found out the sky is empty. The sky is empty.
Prop 19 was the uh, initiative they ran in California about uh, four years ago, five years ago. Um, and uh, it was another regular, you know, type of piece of legislation, just like in Colorado or Washington State. Um, and it would have, you know, set the stage and made the bed for the biotech industry to come in here, like they are in Colorado. Mm-hmm. But had, how do you well, feel, Brent? Because my whole life, I've, I've always said that I was never for full tilt legalization of marijuana. I, I don't, I don't recall ever saying anything to the contrary. But if if I did, no. Uh, what you said was that you were, no. You said that you had voted against Prop 19, but that if you had to do over again, to, you know, in in the current circumstance, that you would have voted for Prop 19, regardless. Maybe it was probably because the county started cracking down so right. hard. That's right. That's exactly yeah. what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe I. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I would have said that. Sure. Okay. okay. <laughs> and what I'm saying to you is. We cannot, you know, uh, be so... My my thing is to you, my friend, is is what what your line is, is is it's so so stringent that that if it's not not designed strictly in your eyes in a particular fashion, then it goes nowhere. And my thought processes on this is that look where it's went now. Look where we're at in this county right now. You, Unless you own wait, wait, okay. a land or you got a bunch of money. Okay, Brent, let's talk about why. Let's talk about why that is, Brent. Let's talk about why it's like this in this county. Because not too long ago, 215 was the law in this county. Mm-hmm. You go back uh, five years, six years, 215 was the law in this county. But uh, at a certain point, some of the same folks, like this guy, um, Elford, Joe Elford, that everybody thinks is such a hero, this attorney, right? Um, people like him and and their crowd uh, went in and lobbied for, wrote, lobbied for, and passed SB 420 here in California. Now, I'm sure... Started setting limitations. Exactly. Or even the counties to set limitations. Exactly. It opened the door to the county. We had one uniform state law before that, and it had nothing to do with people making money. And wrong. Wait a minute. No, okay. You're, you're absolutely correct. But, my friend, you, you cannot, you cannot in your argument overlook the uh, atrocities that were going on prior to 420. There were people getting arrested left and right because, number one, the the different uh, county prosecutors uh, didn't know what to do. But, Brent, wait, 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 wait. You going, you going to law school should know better than anyone. But wait. Brent. They're not being told what's right and what's wrong. Brent, you going to law school should know this better than anyone, okay, at this point, and that is, Whenever those things happened, and we were ironing them out, okay, mm-hmm. before they passed SB 420, a lot of this stuff had to go to litigation, and it was getting ironed out. Um, and, and so, yeah, when you come up with a law like 215 after you've been denied your human rights for so many years, there's going to be some law enforcement that don't think you deserve those human rights, and they're going to bust you anyway. And there's going to be some prosecutors that do not right. know how to prosecute appropriately. And that litigation had to be worked out, and, and that's what was happening. And then they brought in SB 420 and basically screwed the whole deal. And so 
all because some folks wanted money out of this deal. And people like Joe Elford have been making a living off of that, off of passing SB 420 and allowing these counties to go hog wild in any direction they want to go. Uh, they've been making a living off of doing that. And basically, we're all calling them heroes, and they're the ones that created the mess. You know, I'm not calling anybody. I was never for SB 420 just to set the record straight. But, but I can kind of understand why they would have done that. And I, I don't know. I just have a hard time believing that this is like boiled down to say like a handful of people that, that are controlling this whole thing. I, I, number one, I don't. I just don't think it's like that. I think that. It's exactly That's like that. Slightly a paranoid way to look at it. I mean, we're we're in one of the most populated states in the country. Mm-hmm. I just see. I remember, man. You know, I mean, I, I used to hang out with Web. I I see that whole thing go down. I'm sure you remember that. But that um, any left does not represent anything that we're talking about. No, no, no I understand that. Mm-hmm. But like, okay. See, like what I'm hearing from you is that, like, you know. People should be able to grow, you know, whatever they want, wherever they want. And, and I get it. But then you shall have well, that's, not just That's one. not my position, though. What you just said is not my no, position. That's not so you, you're not saying that you're for natural rights. What you're is? not saying that you would like to have people be able to grow plant in their, on their property. It's when uh, people divert the truth. And it's in its financial right. Listen, Brent, no, when people divert the truth and, and classify my position as somebody growing whatever they want, wherever they want, blah, 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 this is just ridiculous. And you then hear the word I said. I mean, that's what we're talking about, right? What we're talking about. So you're saying that people should be able to grow this plant because of their natural right. I, I get it. I, I'm not against what you're saying. But what I'm trying as long to as you're not say, stepping on someone else's right, doing it. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say, Juan, is that you will have not just one heavy left. You'll have thousands of them. And that's what <laughs> that's what mankind, that's what we do. We have a little tiny bit of rope, and somehow or another, we figure out a way to hang ourselves with it. Well, Brent, let me just say this. You know and what? I, if you open this thing, thing up, wait, 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 wait. You open this thing up. You're asking me stuff, and I'm trying to answer it, but you got to let me answer it. And what I'm saying to you is you open up the doors here. The the Federals are never going to do this because they're bringing it in in the control model. But if we here at Ground Zero, for example, here in Northern California, we have more responsibility than anyone to say, no, you can't outlaw plants. And once you do that, fine. You get thousands of Eddie Leps for a year, but I'll tell you what, all of a sudden the price goes down to uh, 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 something that's not worth these people getting involved anymore. So you have a transition period, Brent, where you've got to just do the right thing and fight the freaking bullet, okay? And that's where we are. We, no one else is going to do it. We, before Sheriff Mitchell went out, uh, when it was uh, before the county started passing ordinances, before the, the local normal representative told us to vote for a sheriff that was going to come in and do a war on cannabis that a lot of us saw, um, there was, the price was going down, Brent. The, the price 
had hit around 800 a pound at that point, and we saw it probably going down to 500 a pound. Um, and then if you would have let that go another couple of years, you know, the price would have even dropped further. And then all of a sudden they start this war and the price goes back up. The whole point is we have to make that smoke that people, they want to smoke it, if that's it, you make it worth what it is, which is, you know, you know what, it, probably what is it really worth, five, ten bucks an ounce maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, for, for the medicine. Right. Indeed. This is KPFC 88.1 FM, and this is where you will have lively conversations like this. So I'm glad we are here. Yeah, and, and I love you, Brett. And Brett, I just wanted to tell you, I do love you, and I got that card from you. I really appreciate it. And uh, and I hope that, you know, because this is a, a – honestly, i got to tell you this. When I talk to people that haven't been to college, right, they get it. I mean, it's like a no-brainer. Of course, they have human rights. When I talk to someone who's college-educated, they have a real hard time. I understand, Ron. I don't, number one, I comprehend everything you're saying. I don't have a hard time with uh, the idea and, and the um, activation of human rights, not in, or natural rights, uh, not in any way, shape, or form. What I'm just trying to point out is, is when that sort of thing happens, just like when 215 was in play prior to SB 420, you get a lot of people, and I mean a lot of them, that take this thing to the night. Well, way past where it was supposed to be. And you're saying, well, we just got to fight the bullet and fight through it. But fine, that was what precluded 420. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Why we, were almost, we were almost there, Brent. Yeah. I mean, we were so close. To, to be in where we could, you know, get that turning point. Right. And then they brought in SB 420 and threw a monkey wrench in the whole works. Uh, mm-hmm. We, you know, when when those of us who fought for 215 back when and created the momentum to even get it passed, our notion was this was just the beginning. Mm-hmm. This was the first step in to, towards human rights. Right. Medicine was what a lot of people thought people would uh, uh, accept first. Okay, yeah. um, and uh, so and instead, the people who hijacked this movement took it backwards from there, and it's been going backwards ever since. And when I say backwards, I mean into the direction that 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 basically puts this all gives it all the corporations. It gives all the. Can yeah. you take a break here, Ron? Yeah, we do. Hey, yeah. Frankie, hold on. We got some change shows. <laughs>
Simple season preserves provide jams, butters, and marmalades made from overflow fruit from local farmers. They also provide baked goods to order and menu consultations. Simple season preserves products are available at Wildhurst Tasting Room, Ash Creek Vineyard Tasting Room, the Lake County Wine Studio, the Featherbed Railroad, and Vintage Antiques. People Season Preserve can be reached at 707-245-3883. Call to make an appointment to visit their facility. Thank you. 
right end of my nose. Mm. We we all know that. But where did it spell out? Where did you get this? You have a natural right, uh, one with one to ten. So say again? Yeah. Where did you get a list of natural rights? Where do I find these natural rights you adhere to? See, that's the part of the problem there, Amos, is that uh, you as a human being should, uh, it, unfortunately, we've all been so diverted and disconnected from who we are as creators. I would say all of us. Uh, I would say all of us. I and I would say it. because you seem to need a list. From somebody to figure out what you're. I want to, yeah, I want to know where you're coming from. I'm That's saying you don't need a list, Alan. It's all inside you. If you. What if I don't want to smell cannabis? That's my natural right. Well, sometimes yeah, I don't want to smell the right. That is your natural right at all. It is your natural right to move. Uh, your natural right not to grow it. If you live in uh, uh, what's that uh, garlic town down there? Um, Gilroy. Gilroy. <laughs> so. Now you have a natural right to not uh, smell garlic, which you know permeates the air there completely. And so what? You're going to tell those guys not to grow garlic, or you know, it's not a, 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 a number one listed drug. That's not uh, anywhere near you know categorized as close to marijuana. So you got the wrong comparison. No, I got the perfect comparison. That categorizing that you're legitimizing is absolutely. Wrong. It's criminal, and apparently you feel the need to legitimize it. And I'm telling you, that's where we've all gone wrong. Well, I have a double right for garlic. Then I, I, you know, I doubt if you're going to be able. You're going to have to move. If you live in Gilroy, that's right. It's your choice to move, not to make all those people not grow garlic. I have a choice to come out just as well against it. That's right. That's my right to do that. And if I get enough people to do it, garlic will not be in Gilroy. But that doesn't mean uh, that, that, you know, you can outlaw growing garlic. Well, you can outlaw anything you want in the civil right. That doesn't mean it's an intelligent thing to do. You can outlaw anything else. You can outlaw anything, absolutely. That doesn't mean it's intelligent or the right thing to do. You know, you can make slavery legal. Um, and you can build a country on it. Does that mean it's the right thing to do? You can you can come here and, and murder and rape and kill all the people that lived on this land and take the land and then say you're creating a free country for free humans to have human rights. But is that the right thing to do? I don't understand. I really don't understand your call. Your 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 right to life is based on only four things. Okay. Turn their fire and water. That's mm-hmm. it. No one it takes you five years any one of those they have Taking your life away, right? You gotta have all four to live. Well, I think you're you're, you're cutting it short there. Okay. Oh, those are needs. Right? Come after you need that. food. That's they won't decide how we're going to. No, you also need food. You. Right. You need food. You need the things that keep you alive, um, and you get that through nature, through your your partnership with natural plants mostly. And if you don't have that partnership, if you decided to allow a middleman, right, uh, corporations to come in or government to decide what what you have or what you want. That's your right. But you, right. but you can't extinguish my right because you think you know best. Well, if I have an empire, then you either can write it or <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're admitting this is an empire, and you're admitting it has no uh, a concept of human rights. Oh, no, that's not so. 
we have a constitution that says life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That doesn't even count in court, eh, Walt? It doesn't. Don't tell that to a judge. And they'll say, what are you talking about? That has no bearing here. Well, then you have to state your position on, and, you know, and how that fits into this, uh, those three things. How are you being... So what you're saying is... Your state is our rights come from the Constitution and the federal government. Our civil rights do. Uh, civil oh, yes. rights do not. Uh-huh. Well, where do they come from? That's what I'm asking. Where do you find natural rights? That's our conversation, my friend. It's, it's in the mail, Ewald. We'll find it in the mail. <laughs> is that right? You're born with it, bro. I mean, what, I don't understand your question. Name the natural rights for me. Name the natural rights. That's for you to Name do. One. That's for you to do. Well, I'm afraid not. I'm afraid if you say you can name them, then uh, obviously they're there. Whoever I'm said. What are your, what are your natural rights? Wait a second. Whoever said they could name all these natural rights? I can only name what works for me. Mm-hmm. What I understand for me, just like religion. We don't think like it's that. It's an individual thing. We live in community where we can vote on what we want, what we don't want. Uh, to a certain point, it, once you start voting to wipe out my physical, natural rights, my ability to take care of myself, then you've, you've, you've gone into a place that's not what this Constitution was supposed to protect. So maybe the way you want to take care of yourself is fitting into the community in which you live, in which case you should move. Actually, uh, I moved into the community that was exactly where I wanted to be, uh, and now folks are trying to change that community. Well, but if you were elsewhere, you'd have to, you know, probably feel more restricted because that community wouldn't have the same attitude you do. I, you know, hey, well, I'd be fighting for human rights no matter what community I was in. And, you know, there's a good group uh, uh, of people out there that recognize such. I mean, just look at the last election. Almost 6,000 people voted for their human rights mm-hmm. uh, in our local last election. Um, so, you know, I just really kind of don't understand the, your point. Well, I mean, uh, if I want to raise poison ivy, I could do that. Huh? That's, that's right. Unless and if it bothers you, that's too bad. you got to move. If your poison ivy starts getting onto my property, then you can eliminate it. Then there's what if it goes through the air? Well, what if it ruins the value of my house? I, I don't. I don't even. You're not just making any sense. If you have a marijuana garden, I'll put it straight. You have a marijuana garden. It has an aroma. It's affecting the value of my house. Just you're intruding on my. Actually, life. actually, uh, AWOL, There's a whole group of folks across this country that your land would be more valuable to. If they knew they could grow cannabis and they move if their If I lived in West Texas, probably you're right. So what if I don't? What if I live in a, a, a community that's a lot more conservative? And there, there are such things. But there is no harm to a smell unless you have an allergy. Well, yes, unless you have an allergy. Well, the harm is the value of the house is dropping. Why are you allergic, Alan? Check it out this house. By your logic, this house is just going to go for less than a non-smoker house. By your logic, yeah, I, I think you would be mistake. absolutely good with that proposition eight they passed. I'm not familiar with proposition. Oh, that's the one that outlawed uh, same-sex marriages here in California until it got challenged in the courts. It, by your logic, it's okay to pass these crazy laws. 
responsibility for what happened to her at, at the time. Um, they know she's a human being now. They admit that. Uh, but they don't want to hold, they don't want to have any responsibility for what happened to her when she wasn't considered. Well, she's showing she's still not a human being in the life that it just can't be I, I kind of agree. Yeah. That's how I see it. Yeah. So anyway, that's my point of view. Thank you. Yeah, I like what you read, uh, Ray. I'm glad. So I just finally uh, found what we were looking for that, that James wants signed, Jim Brown. It's a petition to help protect Mauna Kea, the sacred lands of our Hawaiian relatives. You can go onto his Facebook page and find it and sign up, or I'm sure if you just punch in. Uh, protect Mauna Kea, the sacred land. You'll get something anywhere. And um, Hawaii is under attack. Yeah. You know, it's very valuable land. Um, they want to develop it, and the sacred places uh, are all under attack there. So, and has been ever since. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like books <laughs> went in there took over. So, if you've got time to look it up, please do, and uh, maybe we'll hear more from Jim about it at some time soon or on his show. Um, yeah. That was an interesting conversation with AWOL. Uh, I like that stretch. I like the fact of thinking, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I'm allergic to something. I don't ask my neighbor to cut it down. Yeah. It's only a brief period of time. A smell does not necessarily have anything to do with allergies. Yeah. And um, if you are so unhappy in a neighborhood, first your first step would be to discuss this with your neighbor. Yeah. You know, to discuss. Gee, is this something we can do here? Because this is something that bothers me. If if I saw my neighbor planting more acacias about and maybe putting them right up to my fence, I might want to talk to them. But it's a beautiful thing that they enjoy for a while and they have a right to that. That tree is their tree, just like our plants are our plants. Well, and here's what's just mind-boggling to me. You know, someone would think that they have more of a right to somehow, you know, and and personally, this is just their opinion right. that they're As out that was less valuable or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But to, to, it's shocking to me that someone would think that's the main issue when right now, like, for example, here in this county, right, we could have everything we need. There wouldn't have to be anybody going without anything if we were growing hemp, cannabis, everywhere where there's grapes right now. Yeah. Okay. We would be able, we would have uh, uh, people working in situations, factories where they'd be making our clothes. The, the hemp seed is the perfect food source. I mean, you would never have to worry about emergency preparedness again um, because you'd have all this stuff stockpiled. Every, you know, paper, you name it, plastic, all of this stuff, and we would be employed creating this stuff right here locally. I mean, this is all stuff that literally could happen next year, uh, but we won't let it. And we won't let it because we're stuck in this diversionary mindset of, oh, my property value is going to go down, or I don't like the smell, whatever it is. We've all heard that. The selfish type of, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, perspective that, that um, is it selfish, or should we look at it as... I think it's absolutely selfish. Okay. I think it's self-centered. They're not thinking about anyone else at this point. Um, if they were thinking about jobs, 
imagine being Humpty Dumpty up on the wall right now, right? And uh, which well, side? No, no, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> well, which, 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 which side are you going to vote? So all of a sudden, all of a sudden, uh, let's say some folks that used to maybe not uh, want it, maybe think it's not so bad, right? So, so now you're up on this wall, and the problem with that is, is that 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 will be seized on by the corporate will if we don't uh, cultivate that into its, you know further evolution in that not only is it not so bad, it's your human right. It's your human right first off before money, uh, uh, which, you know, is a fake made up, you know, civil type uh, rights thing. Okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, Ron, because, uh, you know, it's, it's the very thing that's happening with our drinking water and, you know, a lot of other things, you know, that, yeah. trying to take these natural resources and uh, control them exclusively. Yeah, and send them back to us or something. Like <laughs> that's that, exactly you know? right. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, and that's what they're doing with the cannabis plant. They they took it away from us, and now those same corporations are bringing it back uh, to control it and sell to us at, at their you know uh, pleasure. Uh-huh. And so uh, I kind of I kind of see where you're coming from on this. You know, it's. Uh, you know, it, it kind of goes along with everything else. You know, I mean, our water, number one. Uh, you know, I mean, some of these things that people lose sight of. And, uh, you know, you see all the waste in government, especially with the spending of that. You know, where, you know, when are, you know, when are the people start, you know, going to, you know, sort of see some kind of, uh, you know, uh, kickback, or not kickback, but, you know, why are people so stressed these days? Because, you know, everybody talks about to make a buck or whatever, when things shouldn't be so bad, you know? I mean, we're, we're being talked and crowded to, you know, get out there and, uh, you know, be, uh, be an American, you know, be a capitalist, be, you know, make the almighty dollar, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. When things could be so much better. It is. I mean, we we have we have at our fingertips. We have literally everything we need, and we're being kept from it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. all, all for the sake of somebody controlling a market. You know. How appropriate for April Fool's Day. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, Abraham Lincoln said it. Remember the quote. You can fool all of the people some of the time, some of the people all of the time, but you cannot fool all of the people. I was gonna, you know, call on the radio station, you know, and then and then when get everybody there and then uh, you know, and then call and say April Fool's or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has happened to us. Yeah, yeah. I, I was you know, I was uh,
Uh, thank you. Thank you very much and for putting up with us, too. It's a fact uh, that red roses will bring down the value of your neighbor's house. It's okay. And knowing that now, you know, we should get that out there, that information. Yeah. Yellow roses, that's what you want. <laughs> Tell your house, neighbor's house is worth twice Interesting. Where do you, you know, that's that. We've heard this same thing so many times. Where do our rights end? And where do they infringe on someone else's? And where do theirs end and infringe on us? And it's hard to imagine that they don't see that we're the ones being infringed on. Oh, no. We've got a long, hard road here. And I want to come back to maybe people were listening last hour and didn't hear in this hour that we have a desire to get that information out there through a people's court. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about where that might be held, and we're thinking pretty close to the U.N. would That's be nice. Where, I think mm-hmm. that would be, or D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, and, God, we hope we get a caller from uh, online. Up, up online. Yeah, can you tell if anybody's even listening online? They okay. are? They are? Good. How, how many? Can you tell how many? Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So if you're out there and you're listening to us through streaming, we'd love to hear from you as well. Caller, are you there? Hey, great conversation. Glad you're involved. Yeah, I've got a question. If someone violates my federal civil rights, I can initiate a federal civil rights lawsuit. And if someone violates my state's rights, I can initiate a lawsuit in Sacramento, what recourse do I have if someone violates my human rights? There's, there's not work for human rights. You don't really have any recourse in, in the United States because there's no such thing as human rights in the United States, technically, in the courts. Um, what you have is civil rights, um, mm-hmm. and they'll base all that on the Constitution, either you know protects these rights or they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the human rights, uh, you, there, there's, and here's the proof of them being non-existent. Uh, right now, a corporation basically has the same standing as you do um, as an individual person. Sure. But that's so not united. Right. But that's not a human right. So in other words, what they're, they're being protected as legal persons, right? Uh, we need to you know, uh, bust down the door where your category of human rights is. Um, Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, because I don't, right now, uh, from my perspective, if if we're going to work with this Constitution, if it's worth anything, then it has to be what it supposedly was made for, and that is to protect the rights that we're born with. And so right now it's not doing that. It, it just isn't. Yeah. And, and because I think it's our fault. We we are the ones who are negligent on this deal. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to always be predators out there. We were working so hard on civil rights and on personal rights and equality that we didn't notice yeah. that this has happened. And what's ironic is mm-hmm. our, our leaders, our presidents, our secretaries of state, et cetera, will go all around the world and condemn countries because they say they're not uh, abiding by human rights. Right. Mm-hmm. Does, does, does a small child living in Pakistan have a right to not be blown to pieces by a U.S. drone? Mm-hmm. You sure think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. 
extrajudicial assassination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what this country is about now. We, we kill people all over the world. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, good show. I really appreciate your call, man. Yeah, really. So, you know, sometimes we have local opportunities. Um, on the 10th at uh, Lucerne Alpine Senior Center, there's going to be a town hall meeting. And I imagine one of the human rights that will be brought up there will have to do with water. Yes. So if you're from Lucerne and you're concerned about that, you want to go that evening to Jim Steele's town hall meeting and let him know what you think about the water situation. And maybe you have some solutions that they haven't thought of yet beyond eminent domain and other things that in the past they've said wouldn't work. So You know, here's, here's a question. Um, so would a human right consist of uh, catching rainwater that came out of the sky. Not in Oregon. You can't do that. Well, I was just going to say, you know, uh, <laughs> companies like Bechtel uh, mm-hmm. are trying, you know, uh, uh, are hoping and praying that they can regulate even that. Uh, so, and they, they already tried to. So we can't have gutters and tanks that collect off of our roofs. Right. Anymore. In California, you the can. people, the state of California, the people, own every bit of water that's mm-hmm. underground or in a lake or on the surface of the sky. So that means that can be regulated, every mm-hmm. aspect, even what you catch out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how they did it in Oregon, why they say you can't take the rain from your roof and put it in barrels anymore, that that interferes with downstream repairing rights, and, and, and you can't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, but... It seems to me that, um, you know, we've really got to examine that because I know for a fact uh, that if I'm not catching rainwater, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to afford to grow a garden. No, no. Uh, because the water is so expensive. And when we're catching it, say, on our 900 square feet that we're trying to catch it on and we're saving it and we're using it, that's water we're not using and buying. Keep that yeah. in mind. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's the buying part is where we're going to run into uh, an infringement on our rights to catchment. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where, where this, you know, they use a lot of diversionary arguments, but mm-hmm. I think that's where we have to go back to that. that. Really mm-hmm. is. They want us to, to buy everything, and everything needs to be regulated. Everything. Um, you know, from mm-hmm. the perspective of a corporate government. Right. Um, I remember being a child and listening to my father and a bunch of uncles talking about what was being regulated. And they were, like I say, I've said in the past, they, you know, they were human rights people. They were union organizers. Uh, they were a couple of them were communists. Um, they had uh, our best at their heart most of the time. And I thought it was ludicrous because they were talking about someday we might have to buy air. Yeah. And, uh, and one of them said, you know, and before you know it, you know, uh, water, you'll be charged for water instead of getting it for free in restaurants. And when you walk up to someplace, you know, and now I walk in places and I buy bottles of water. That's real well. So is there next? <laughs> the air thing is already happening, actually. Um, in fact, there was a campaign some years back. Uh, I believe it was Union 76 was really pressing the commercials on where if you brought in your car that was, before a certain date in age, then in other words, it was a really a polluting car, an old car. Right, I remember. If you brought that in, they would smash it up into a little tiny yeah. box. So 
so it would never be on the road again, and they'd give you like 50 bucks or something mm-hmm. like that. They're still doing that. You can still turn in cars that won't smog. Well, on the back end of that, what they didn't say in the commercial was, mm-hmm. I don't know if I said this. No, I'm sorry. I, I don't think I Last week. But on the, on the other side of that, the rest of that story is for every one of those cars they crushed up, they got credit to pollute, you know, blocks of air. Wow. So that gave, them, that gave them buys to do that. That gave them pollute more because they had crushed your pollute more because they crushed your booming car and mm-hmm. took it out of the system. I just want to make sure I fully understand that. That's pretty bad. And, and, but they didn't say that on the commercial. Like, you would have known that unless you, no. you know, investigated deeper. You thought it. you were doing something awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That nasty old vehicle. Yeah, and yeah. it's the same old thing. I mean, really, uh, honestly, it is so critical right now to really investigate these these movements mm-hmm. that whatever it is that you're passionate about, mm-hmm. and let's say you're sending a donation to whatever group or whatever. Right. Man, you really need to think about it. You really need to examine it. Is that really going the direction you want it to go? And what percentage of it is? Right. <laughs> because from my perspective, I, I'm having a hard time finding any movement that isn't co-opted mm-hmm. at this point uh, to, to serve the corporate uh, government. Mm-hmm. Co- co-option for profit is the American way, right? Right. And if you were, you know, you, you're going to be, if you're a corporate, you know, uh, or a government, you're going to be, far more concerned about controlling dissent than you are about controlling the people that are already on your team. Um, and so that's what we've got going on. I mean, because dissent, like like you pointed out at the beginning of the show, the right lever can change things overnight. Just overnight. And so how scared would you be um, if you're, if you're you know, uh, sitting on a pile of ants mm-hmm. that could rise up and remove you at any time, right? So you've got to control that. And that's what's going on, and that's what's going on with the cannabis legalization mm-hmm. movement. Um, and, uh, God, you even saw it, I mean, right there, uh, uh, what was it, a couple of years ago, all of a sudden the environmentalists, a certain group of environmentalists, were saying nuclear power was a great thing. Because Suddenly the game is clean energy. I remember that using clean energy. Yeah. Like, wow, <laughs> that's um, a change. Uh, yeah, and it, it just goes on and on. I think. See, you're going to have to console me with a list that I want to gather of the people who are responsible or need to be informed on or of for this challenge. An example, a lot of people say GMOs are bad, mm-hmm. bad for you, right? Mm-hmm. They have all this of the. Well, guess what? I've seen a stat that says 80% of scientists say there's no problem with GMOs. 80%, 80%. 80% of scientists uh, right now. Uh, have no problem with GMOs. Yet, the anti-GMO movement is, that's the horse they're, they're whipping. They're whipping. These are bad for you, and they need to be labeled, right? Instead of, we have a natural world to protect, the human rights to protect, right? A uh, uh, big difference in those two approaches. Um, Certainly is. And we're getting ready. How much time have we got left, Danny? About seven or eight. Oh, okay. 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 So we still have plenty of time for that dedication, too. Yeah, and we got a call, yeah. I guess. All right. Let's call her. Yeah, that was a hot button topic for me. Okay. I'm a public health RN, Catherine Harris. I'm running for District 5 Supervisor. I haven't paid my 600 yet, so I can't make it too official that I am going to run, along with Joan Moss and some others. 
that um, I'm an expert in the CMO subject because I'm a member of GE3 Lake County, Thurston Williams and the gang. And it is unhealthy. Um, it causes stomach lining, pre-cancer lesions. Well, hold on, Catherine. I, I, Don't listen, I, listen, I got to tell you. This isn't why I brought that. No, no, wait a second. Wait a second. We, we, it's not why I said that. kind of scientists work for Monsanto. We have to understand their corporate. Yeah. Jeff, you, you need to listen to me more closely before you call in and say this, because that's my point. Uh, so it, it, but my real point is, if you can't prove, if you can't uh, uh, prove whether they're good or bad for you, and that's the path you take in your dissent, it's going to be an ongoing, continuous argument, just like with the cannabis plant. Good plant, European bad plant. scientists' research are proving that to cause cancer in lab rats. I've seen okay. all that. That's not the point here. We can sit here and agree. All these people are American going to call. scientists have out to corporate Monsanto, Catherine. and they are the ones saying it doesn't harm you. It's long. Billions. Is that your yes, argument? Yes. It's that's long. the truth. Catherine. I've researched this for as long as that's your argument, as long as that's your argument, Monsanto will be able to argue against you all day long. Wait, you're not Monsanto, are you? On no, I'm trying to say there's a better way to argue against GMOs, Catherine. How? To, to, to protect the natural world. That's how. To protect the genetics of the natural world. Amen. Yes. We are in agreement. That's where you fight that, and it has to do with human rights, and it totally has pretty much nothing to do with whether something's good or bad for you. But the saddest thing for me is in Mexico and Central and Southern, you know, where corn originated millions of years ago from wild stocks of corn, which we right. have in Lake County, they became, they started to work with them and develop, you know, Indian corn and Mexican corn and delicious sweet corn and organic corn. Um, and now that has been partly affected by GMO corn that was shipped down there as cattle feed to Mexico. Yes, very sad. And at, at Rainbow Egg, they're selling um, tons of GMO alfalfa hay. And when you put that on the back of the truck and you drive, somebody drives behind it, you get a mouthful of hay. So the whole county is GMO alfalfa. The whole state is. And that makes me really want to throw up and cry. Well, and that's why the, the, the approach is so desperately important. We should have been fighting to protect natural alfalfa, natural hay. Instead, we're going around. Instead, we're going around saying, "Oh, these are bad for you," or they need to be labeled. All this BS that can be totally struck down by the corporations. What they can't strike down is if you're out to protect the natural world from cross-pollination. Yeah, and and uh, court. Conrad is so good about emphasizing that, whether it's marijuana or GMO, because they're genetically engineering pot now, too. Oh, yeah. So what you're saying is that I am in total agreement with you. And the positive note, I noticed when I stop at all the grocery stores in Lake County and I go to all of them, there's so much more organic available. So, you know, I don't have to label it. I can eat the organic, and it's cheap now. Cheaper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing well. Yeah. Sometimes it is actually cheap. Like for five bucks at Bruno's, you get a giant bag of organic carrots that I juice in my Zappo Lane juicer. Cool. Hey, right. Jeff, we got to get out of here. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And I'm glad that we know we're all in agreement. Yeah, great. <laughs> Sometimes that's what we have to do. We have to discuss it from both sides before we each sees the other's 
point. You know, and, and I think it's really important mm-hmm. to not be so concerned about what's good for you and mm-hmm. what's bad for you. I don't care if you're talking yeah. GMOs or cannabis or whatever. More like, you know, what is what is doing right by the people that come after us? Mm-hmm. What is doing right by human rights, by the rest of the creatures on the planet, et cetera? Um, well, you, you know, uh, anyway. You know, my point of view, you stand up and you speak out. And here we are, and we've been doing it for two hours, and we're glad to have been here. We're going to head out. Yeah. Oh, there. Somebody hung up. We are on our way. You have to make a Thank you. 